Welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reitz. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. And this week we are talking about Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, the star-studded uh, Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> Yeah, they're real. This is really just like, uh, it, it just seems like a movie where it's like, hey, let's get all of our friends together and hang out. Very much so, yes. And I don't fault them for that at all. This looks like it'd be kind of fun. Oh, it does. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Just George Clooney and uh, and uh, Brad Pitt just hanging out together. Brad Pitt getting to eat all kinds of food. Yeah, uh, he, there's not a scene without food in hand. No, where he's not eating <laughs> <laughs> even when he impersonates the doctor, I'm pretty sure he's like nibbling on something. That's it. I don't think that's true, but it's pretty close. And the the villain of this movie is Benedict, I guess. Yeah, Terry <laughs> Benedict. Yeah, and it's like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I I don't know I don't know if you know this. Uh, uh, so th- this is a movie about uh, trying to steal from a casino, and I don't know if you know this. That's wrong. Yeah, it, but I think more importantly, uh, the motivation, because when you watch a movie where people are going to steal something, or you can at least give them a backstory where I'm like, okay, I get why you're doing this, or I understand that you like need this, or whatever it is. Like, right, like we, yeah. I, I need to understand your motivation, right? We need to get this so we can cure childhood cancer. Exactly, like, yeah. Yes, Or wonderful. like I need to feed my family, or like, you know what I mean? Like a Breaking Bad sort of thing where you can yeah. see it forming as it goes on. This is basically like, um, so we were bored. <laughs> <laughs> That's 50% of the character's motivation in most of this movie. We we need to do it because that's what we're good at. Therefore and we're, we're bored. We're bored. And I just got out of prison. In George Clooney's case, I just got out of prison. Yeah, freshly um, out of prison. Well, and, and his motivations are... Yeah, so Brad Pitt's motivations are pretty much that he's bored. Yes. Because he is uh, teaching, or he teaching um, young movie stars how to play poker, and they're terrible at it. Yeah, but so is uh, Bernie Mac's motivation. So is um, it, it? I think it's quite a few. They're the brothers. Like it's all just like they're bored. Yeah, that's true. Like they haven't been. So this is Ocean. So Danny Ocean, played by George Clooney. So is this like his the regular gang? I don't. Th- I think it's just all people they know through a network where through it's like network. maybe we did some we did one job before or I've heard from this person that, that you're, you're good. really good at this. Right. It's that we need this proper collection in order to execute this incredibly complicated plan. Yes. <laughs> it is incredibly complicated. Which I think gives him such a boner. Like, the f- every time Danny is describing this plan, which is impossible. Just, like, little smiles and, like, yeah, we won't be able to do this, but we will. Oh, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Um, well, then it's, it's a movie that's competency porn. It's like these are these are criminals, but it's very fun to see them do these things very well and, and pull it off. And the way that the movie is structured makes that fun, too, where we don't know what the plan is. The plan yeah. is revealed to us as it plays out and allows for some cool twists and stuff. But um, I would say Danny Ocean's uh, motivation in this is even worse than just boredom, which is... Uh, he wants to screw over the guy who's dating his ex-wife. Yes. It's extremely personal. And petty. And, oh, so petty. <laughs> like, I, like, can you imagine being like, you know, your ex goes and dates somebody mm-hmm. and you're like, well, I'm going to ruin that man's business. Yes. Ruin him financially, personally, hurt him the worst I can possibly hurt him. Like, it's insanity. It, well, what I like about it is that they really try and paint this guy like this is a bad guy. Yeah. But at no point do I see him being that bad, other than perhaps like him getting or uh, getting Clooney beat up. That I think is the worst thing that he does in the movie. Um, yeah, I think that's the worst thing. Uh, the other, the other motivate, like while we're talking about motivations too, and like bad things that Terry did, it's like the, the, uh, financer, the guy who's paint bankrolling the whole operation, mm-hmm. his whole, mo- like, uh, Elliot Gould plays him, right? His whole motivation is that, uh, Terry, uh, wants to tear down his old casino. He bought his, that guy's old casino and demolishes it to build a new casino. Which is like you're upset with him because he he 
bought and tore down your casino? Like, do you know how often they do that in Las Vegas? That's insanity. Like, you just want you want revenge on a guy for taking over your casino? Like, it wasn't like he muscled you out. Like, you know, it's it, he bought your casino and demolished it so they could build something better. Yeah, and I think one of uh, where I have a big moral issue with what they're doing is that the amount of money that they're dealing with is so exuberant. Like, it's so large that it's like, you're not just doing this to live. You're doing this because each one of you wants to live luxuriously. Like, you want to live over the top. It's not just like a little, like, we're going to go steal from, you know, whatever, like a smaller bank or something like that. It's like, we want the most amount of money we could possibly get our hands on, and we're going to risk everything for it. Because we're bored. Yeah, and it's a, it's, I, well, and, and someone pointed this out to me once where they're talking about like people who like are really good, like stockbrokers and things like that, where it's like you go, well, why, why do you want to keep making money? Like you've already made more money than you could possibly spend. And someone pointed out, it's like, yeah, but they don't actually want the money. The money is just a way that they keep track of a game that they really enjoy playing. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So you go like, well, I made, 10% more this year than I did last year. So I, I won, right? As opposed to like, you could just give that money away and you wouldn't care because it's not the actual money. And I think that's their case here is I don't think they actually care about the money. They care that it's a big number. Mm-hmm. Therefore, therefore it's, it's you it's, know, yeah. it's the bigger challenge and it's the bigger, it's like, look at, we pulled off a $63 million caper as opposed to a $1 million caper. Well, yeah, this a, movie is an hour and a half pissing contest. Yeah. It's, really it's just, just a pissing contest. <laughs> That's all it is yeah. the whole time. And like the entire time is like, look how clever we are. One of my favorite things is that the, okay, so each of these guys are supposed to be proper uh, con artists, essentially. Yeah, and like, experts in their own field. Yes, and, experts yeah. in their own field. Um Bernie Mac at a one scene, and this is, I think, my favorite scene in the movie because of how incredibly dumb it is, is that these guys are supposed to be the best at their jobs, okay? Con artists, like, they they can convince anybody of anything, I'm whatever. Bernie Mac goes in to get the vans, and his con is yeah. just that he's going to squeeze the man's hands <laughs> until he gives him the vans. I was like, there is nothing clever about this. Uh, no, you know, anybody like, could do this. And would that even work? I, I don't like, think I'd be so. Like, I'd be like, um, excuse me, what are you doing to my... No, I'm not going to give you mm-hmm. thousands of dollars off. Also, this is, this is a guy who is going to... You're going to have millions. Just spend the extra couple thousand dollars on the van. Yeah, you guys literally rebuilt an <laughs> yeah. exact replica of the say or of the like uh, the vault. Yep. And In you two cannot weeks. afford a couple extra thou for a van <laughs> for used utility vans. That's it. Yeah, it's insa- it, Yeah, that's the weirdest scene. And I would get it if the scene was about the sport of it, because then I understand that character, right? Right. Like, it's I'm like, gonna okay, bargain I get, and yeah, I'm you know what I mean? I'm going to convince you. If there was like a, if it was more of a dialogue uh, heavy scene, then I'm like, oh, that I get that. But just this scene of this man squeezing the other man's and, hand, I'm like, this accomplishes nothing. And it, that scene would also be a better use of Bernie Mac's talents, which is he can talk really fast and, yeah. you know, confusing where he, he like that would be a very good funny scene is seeing him haggle a guy by just being like fast talking and incoherent, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, and then Bernie Mac is totally suited for that scene. He's and perfect I, for it. Yeah. But now we're just going to squeeze his hand yeah, and, he's gonna, <laughs> and get what we want because uh, we're con artists. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. So let's go. Let's talk uh Terry for a minute and just like go over what he actually does in this movie, which is. Not a lot. <laughs> no. Which is, he, he basically, he owns three casinos. Okay. He's a very structured man. Yes, that's what we find. He shows up at the, so, so this, yeah, so they, they, they follow him around, right? And they mm-hmm. get his routine. So they, he, they, they shows up and he knows, they mention he knows every valet's name. This guy is the owner of three of the largest casinos in Las Vegas. And he knows the names of his frontline staff. Yeah, and 
says yeah. that he deals with um, important clients personally. Important clients personally. Every single day. Yeah. And spends time with his floor manager and deals with every large issue himself. This guy is so hands-on. Like, that's not a bad thing. That This guy is a good manager. Yeah. If, if you worked for a, a, a hotel, even, mm-hmm. you know, and the president of the hotel knows a maid's name, you, you're like, oh, that guy cares. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. You know, he doesn't have to interact with a, the maid. You know, he doesn't have to interact with these people, but he chooses to and chooses to be involved in the day-to-day operation of this. Yeah, like I could understand more if while they're wa- while they're watching him, if he was like disrespecting every employee that he talked to. And at no point does he do that. No. He just goes through. He's extremely professional, shakes everybody's hand, big smiles. This is what we're doing. And somehow has time to have dinner with his girlfriend every single night. Every night. Yeah. It, it, which is very nice, you know, and he, he's got a weird rule where he, he won't kiss her in front of the cameras because I'm not even sure why. The connotation, the, the way they try and shift the mood of him being a bad boyfriend is just incorrect in my mind. Okay, what do you mean? Like, so so when they try, like, that that scene where they're like, oh, he won't kiss her in front of the cameras, I'm like, he's a professional goddamn person. Okay, I understand not wanting to kiss somebody that is also employed in your building. Oh, that's true. I forgot camera. that. Yeah, yeah Julie she's Roberts employed. Is, yes. Okay. So is he her boss, technically? I th- kind of think so. Okay, so he doesn't want it to be like conflict yeah. of interest or anything. So like that. that makes total sense to me again. But still dines with her in public. Okay, yeah, dines with her in public, just doesn't want to, uh, in front of his staff is essentially what he's saying. Like, don't, yeah, let's not make out in front of my staff, which is great. Fair. (laughs) Professional. (laughs) Now, I'm going to jump to the end here, because this is my, I would say this is my biggest issue with this idea that he's a bad boyfriend and he doesn't deserve Julia Roberts or whatever, which her whole character (laughs) <laughs> the motivations for her character, like the breakdown of that must have been like, okay, so your whole thing is, is that you don't like thieves. And then at the end you do like them and that's all you have to do. <laughs> don't overthink it, Julia. Don't overthink it. Just you as the actress have yeah. to get from here to there and don't worry. We're not going to show it. No, we're not going to explain it. We're really not. We're, it's just going to be a couple of lines of dialogue and the audience just has to accept what happens yeah, here. Just accept that. Of course you'll like him. Because at the end, Oh, where Benedict is talking to uh, Danny. Yeah. And Danny... Is after they've pulled the heist. Yeah, after they've pulled the heist, they've already pulled this off. This man has had one of the worst nights of his life. Okay, he has been not only stolen from, but outsmarted. Yep. In a very big way. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, Danny, uh, George Clooney's character facilitates that this uh, that the TV will go on and show Julia Roberts, uh, Tess's, uh, Tess, that this conversation between the two of them where he's like, I'm going to show you how much he doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about you $160 million worth. Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because he frames it as like, I didn't steal it. Yeah. But I know some guys I'll mm-hmm. ask around and would you give up Tess, like, would you not date her anymore for if I could get your money back? And he says, yeah, I would do that. And that is apparently the straw, the only straw that needs to be pulled out of Julia Roberts. Yeah, that's (laughs) it. It's like, oh, he doesn't care about me at all. He just cares about his money, which is not how that, like, that's like. (laughs) There's a lot to break down. Okay, so that's not, first of all, if any person on this planet told me they were like, you know what? I had an offer for $160 million and I turned it down for you. I would say, well, you've made a mistake because you'd look a lot more attractive with $160 million. (laughs) You made a mistake. Okay. Nobody, (laughs) no relation, especially because they're not married. This is very much, this seems... It's pretty new. It's pretty fr- He's only been in jail for... Uh, I think they said four years. Okay, so they've, he's been in jail for four years. She said, you got the papers, because it didn't happen immediately, right? Right. So, like, let's say at maximum, these people are probably dating for two years. Yeah. Okay? 
Also, that's not how a negotiation works. Okay, you can negotiate with this person and just be like, yeah, I'm just not going to do that. <laughs> well, well and, and it assumes that, like, there's Julia Roberts' character has no agency here either or any mm-hmm. decision to make. Like, um, will you, like, will you give her up? It's like, yeah, I'll give her up, but guess what? She chose to be with me, so I gave her up and she she's back with me. Yeah, because she's her own person, not a chip in bartering. Exactly. It's not like I'm going to give it to you and you now get to be her boyfriend. Here, you take her. You (laughs) take her. Oh, this sucks, but I've got my 163 million. It's like, um, yeah, like I would would promise to break up with somebody, (laughs) you know, for $163 million where it's just like, oh, I have to break up with you, but hey, you want to get back together immediately because we have $163 million now to share between the two of us? Yeah, I was going to say, or if we truly can't be together, take half. <laughs> yeah, There you go. We're going to go our separate ways. I'm uh, sure we're going to find somebody uh, just as lovely. Uh, yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing to be like, leave my girl alone and I'll give you your money back. Like, It's also super, I, I think what bothered me about it the most is it's super manipulative and psychotic to record a conversation or like to record video and set up a scenario where you feel like you're going to get specific answers and then broadcast that to that person. Yeah. It's crazy. In in that scene to me, Danny is way more psychotic than, than Benedict. It's not even close. Yeah. Like it's, that's, Oh my God, that's disgusting. If, if somebody I was dating did that to me, like, can you imagine if I was, if somebody pulled up something and be like, okay, well, I, I knew that this guy didn't feel this way about you. So I recorded our conversation. I want you to listen to it. Where I manipulated somebody into making statements that they wouldn't have normally. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, get out of my house, man. You're crazy. Yeah. That's That's how I would feel too. Really psychotic. Yeah. He's also like the whole, there's so much foreshadowing, but at the very beginning of this movie, um, one of them even says, it'll be nice working with proper villains again. Oh yeah. Did you clock that? I didn't, but like, yeah. Uh, It's the bomb guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Don Don Cheadle's. Don uh, Cheadle's character. He goes, it'll be really nice working with proper villains again. Yeah. And that's the the whole movie. They're the villains. They are absolutely incorrect no matter what kind of music you put over benedict's dialogue okay i don't care if it sounds it's fine everything he said is fine the only thing that is evil about this man is his exuberant wealth yes that's the only thing that's evil about him and i could even get more on board with the plot line because like you know what i'm I'm not going to cry for somebody that has three quarters of a billion dollars and then they lose 160 million you're fine. Okay, that's mm-hmm. fine. But I only agree with that if that's your motivation as as the hero characters. You know yeah, what I we're mean? gonna Robin Hood. We're this. gonna yeah, we're gonna Robin Hood. Exactly. That's the only way I can see this going. Uh, you know, morally proper in my mind. Not that you're dating my ex girlfriend, and also this guy that's bankrolling us has a weird petty reason to be here as well. Yeah, you because you blew up his Yeah, hotel. because he's a better businessman than you. Yeah. <laughs> but also another key point is um that's not Benedict's uh personal money. Yeah. That's the amount of money that they have to hold in the casino legally. Yeah. Legally to guarantee that they can cover the bets that are being placed at that at any one time. Mm-hmm. So essentially the three casinos lost 163 million. And like that would certainly hurt him as the owner and of those hotels and, and casinos. But like, it's not like they're stealing it from him. They're stealing it from his businesses, you know, which I guess is like a, it's a subtle distinction, but it's like, no, I think it's a, I think it's an important one though, for sure. But the, yeah, all of the motivations here are so petty and, it's very obvious that none of these characters, I would say, aside from Bernie Mac, have been left wanting in money. Yeah, Bernie Mac's kind of. Uh, I, I get him. He because I'm like you're legitimately like a car dealer. Like I, yeah, I get that you're probably not making a lot of money. I, I would get the motivation of wanting to get out of that job and do something else. Yeah. Uh, especially when you've got one big paycheck at once. But like when you look at uh, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, um, 
these guys aren't, they're all dressed in nice suits. They're, you know what I mean? Even before they're being bankrolled, like uh, none of these people seem to have any financial trouble. The brothers, they're racing. Yeah, <laughs> monster uh, trucks. Yeah, monster trucks. For, yeah. Like these guys are are not good people, nor do any of them have any real redeemable qualities to them. Name a no, redeemable quality. I can't. Name uh, one. I can't. Craig, it's come weird. On. It's weird. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're not, all assholes. Yeah, they all they all are. They're all people who like want to just prove themselves for for the sport of it. Yes. Um, and destroy another man's life because, um, yeah, they they keep talk. Okay, here's my theory. They keep talking about how brutal, uh, uh, he is. Uh, Benedict is right, and they mention that the last guy. Okay. I'm going to backtrack a bit. The movie opens with George Clooney, Ocean, in jail at his parole hearing. And they go, you've been implicated in a lot of things, but only charged. This is the only thing you've ever been convicted for. Um, What happened? And he goes, my wife left me. I took a lot of stupid risks. I lost control. And that's how I ended here. And um, it's not going to happen again because she can't leave me twice. Well, she can, but <laughs> so it's very clear that he did something stupid as a reaction to his wife leaving him, right? Yeah, or that's what he's implying. In this, yeah, which is absolutely not the case because this is what he's been doing as a career uh, for sure. Yeah, um, but then I th- they also say later that Benedict, his the last guy they caught cheating in his casino. Um. Not only did they get send that guy to jail, mm-hmm. but that Benedict also bankrupted his bro- that guy's brother's tractor dealership or something like that. Yeah. I think that is Ocean. I think Ocean went to that casino. I think he cheat- tried to cheat Benedict out of that, got sent to prison for it, and some somebody close to ocean lost a bunch of money because of that which to me would be far more interesting yeah it's a way better motivation yeah. right where it's like i cheated on this because i was upset that my wife left me which mm-hmm. fair you do stupid things and then i paid too heavy a price for it while this guy walked away with all the money you know like all yeah. you really need is like one shot of uh george Clooney walking up to a tractor dealership and like buying it outright and give, like his brother or something you know what i mean like exactly like a this Benedict would seem more evil if any of these guys were nice. <laughs> yeah. Because like even the almost uh, right at the beginning of the movie, George Clooney and Brad Pitt are having a discussion about uh, one of their colleagues that had died. He goes, Oh, uh, one of our, one of their friends died from skin cancer. And he said, did you send flowers? He said, I dated his wife for a while. That was his answer to, yeah. did you send flowers? I dated, I dated his that. wife for a while. Like, nobody said anything nice or redeemable at any point, almost. Yeah, well, and, and even at the beginning, it's like, so these the, these celebrities are teaching Brad, or Brad Pitt is teaching these celebrities how to play poker, and Danny Ocean walks in, and they run a scam on, on the these people guys. that are employing him. Yeah. Because he's bored. Exactly, to screw them out of their money. And I mean, most of those guys came across as douchebags, Topher Grace playing Topher Grace and Josh. I love how they used all their own names. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, it was kind of fun. It was like, oh, these are the hot young stars of the Mm -hmm. day. And you're like, really, Topher Grace? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That did not not go well for you. Um, Yeah, so it's, it's... yeah, he's not a he's they're just not good people and Terry and uh, or Benedict is is at the worst you could accuse him of wanting to defend what is rightfully his from cheaters and thieves. Yes. And he uh, Danny's character even plays like uh like mind games with Benedict a little bit. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen this like big dick flex that he does, but when he meets Tess at dinner, like surprise like launches at her or whatever. Um, and Benedict shows up as soon it, 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 and it's not prior to this, but as soon as Benedict shows up, he keeps playing with his wedding ring that he hasn't taken off and he's yeah. staring at him the whole time he's playing I, with it. I'm like, Oh God, we get it. You have a penis. Like it's just, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah. Well, and, and that's in particular, like Tess says to him, uh, it, it's like, 
Oh yeah, so so uh, Danny's like, does he make you laugh? And she goes, he doesn't make me cry. Which is a great answer <laughs> to that question. Yeah, and she also says, I think you've met too many people like you, where you think that's like how the world works. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, of course he has, because he surrounds himself with these literal villains and goes like, that's how you live life, is by scamming other people. Like, just think about that. As as a philosophy for you going through life is like that's how you make your living is being dishonest and deceiving people yeah. and taking things that aren't yours. Think about how that would play out into how you would treat a, a romantic partner. It it would be awful. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like uh, <laughs> I wish I honestly wish there was a little more depth to Julia Roberts. Yeah, character. she does not have a lot to do in this. Because uh, because that could have been. I don't know. That could have pulled me in a little more, I think, because it, it is just a flip flop because at, all of a sudden, as soon as she hears this, oh, uh, <laughs> he doesn't I, he, he won't uh, he won't keep me because he wants his hundred and sixty million dollars back from the businesses he owns and employs yeah. several thousand people at. Um, I, I, and I get the, the idea that casinos as a, as a whole are probably fundamentally a little evil. I mean, you yes. are preying on people's, uh, addictions essentially. Yeah. It's it, the casinos are not the glamorous things that even this movie portrays them to be. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, yeah, this movie is like, they walk into the casinos, like, look, all the lights and everyone's having fun. It's like any casino I've been in, that has not been my experience. The lights are there. Yeah. But uh, it's sad and it smoky is, and yeah. everyone is 90. Yeah. People in mobility scooters, maybe Vegas is different. I ha- I will admit I haven't been to Vegas. Oh, you haven't been to, oh, I've been to Vegas. Yeah. Okay. Is it different there then? <laughs> ah, there's a little more, uh, okay. I would say, shininess to it. Fair like, enough. But I think that's also because most people go in with the mindset of this is what we're here to do. You right. know what I mean? There is something a little more exciting about it because it's not like, gen- well, unless you have a lot of money, generally speaking, you're not going down to Vegas because you have a problem. Yeah. You're yeah, going yeah, down yeah. to Vegas to have fun. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm going to lose the mortgage <laughs> while yeah. I'm here. I actually then- came up. Nice. That, that has never happened to me before. It wasn't like a lot up, but I I got I was like one fifty up. Good for you. Walk for like, away in ahead. U.S. dollars. Damn. Yeah, I got a little thirty percent exchange yeah. rate bump on that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much two hundred dollars. <laughs> hey, don't 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 uh, just two hundred bucks. No, never. It was yeah. great. Yeah, I had so good. much fun. But yeah, it's um it's weird. <laughs> to frame it in in any other way, unless they were Robin Hoods. Like, unless there was some good motivation, this is just like watching it's just, a bunch of grown men have fun. Yeah, it's a pissing contest is what it is. It's like, look at how much smarter we are than you and and how much we can do that. And it's just going quickly back to that dinner scene, though. Mm, yeah. Like, I, I, I described uh, Benedict's reaction to that mm-hmm. as being, he, he, he doesn't, like, get mad and throw him out. He's just seems to be a little miffed that his girlfriend's ex-husband is hanging around. Yeah, but he doesn't deal with it poorly. It seems fine. Yeah, he's like, oh, you're crashing my nicest dinner with my girlfriend. Just please leave. Mm-hmm. Go away. What are you doing here? <laughs> you have not... I, I probably have had conversations with my girlfriend where it is very clear that uh, you have caused her a lot of pain and suffering. Yeah. And also, you are a fraud, a convicted fraudster who is in my casino. So go away. But like, he doesn't flip out about it or even get all that angry. He's just like, go. What do you leave us alone? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> can I ask you something? This is just a really stupid small yeah. question. Yeah. Do you think Julia Roberts is attractive? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Because like, I, I like sincerely have never gotten it and especially in this movie where it's like that's supposed to be her whole thing is how he's like this is the, like matt damon's like this is my favorite part of the day <laughs> i'm like i don't get it like yeah she would i'm not saying she's unattractive i just don't think she would never be the favorite part of my day <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know i mean it, like if you ask me to name like hottest celebrity out there i probably mm-hmm. wouldn't go julie roberts but no julie roberts is a very attractive woman Maybe it's because I don't like her personality. I think that's my problem. 
is that I don't like her as a person. And I have this thing where if I don't like you as a person, I cannot see you as attractive. I mean, it's impossible for me to remove that. That should be how it is. Uh, I don't think it is though for most people. No, I guess you can put up that that line but yeah it's uh yeah like there's there's ugly beautiful people yeah but i just i, I can't They're see both. it i can't unsee it you know what i mean okay you got like some witch's curse where you see you actually see what people look like on the inside it, it, there's something about it if yeah. i like i have literally gone to parties where i'm like oh yeah this this person is so attractive wow like da 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 and they'll speak to me for like three minutes and i'm like Oh. oh, there it all goes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're done here. <laughs> like a painting in the rain. Just yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just melts away. Oh, my God. Um, the uh, the other thing I wanted to quickly touch on, because I've noticed that this has appeared in a few different movies in a few different ways, but this concept of an EMP. So they go and they like that electromagnetic pulse. Yeah. So they like get us screwed up. <gasps> I wanted you to talk about this so badly. I was okay. like, Craig, tell me the science. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Craig is but, in the house. Yes. This is EMPs with <laughs> Professor Craig. Uh, <laughs> no. So electromagnetic pulse is a real thing, but like the, movies use it as a, like, this is this magical blackout device where we just flip this switch and it all goes off. But really what's happening is it just sends out an electromagnetic pulse so strong that it causes an electric surge in everything and fries your circuits. So it it, it would burn out every light bulb. It uh, would, okay. it would uh, overload the circuitry of every computer to the point where it would like overload and burn out. So it's not that it just like interrupts electricity and shuts everything off. It is that it would blow transformers. It would... Uh, ruin any cell phone it would anything that conducts electricity would be fried out is the idea behind it right i see so none of this would be scientifically accurate in the sense of like it kicks back on oh yeah it wouldn't yeah it it just wouldn't kick back on it's kind of like the same concept of like if we get too bad of a solar flare that's exactly what it is oh oh that's exactly what it is look at me craig let me fly it overwhelms (laughs) the system and then you have to go and like replace a whole bunch of things which like is awful, yeah. right? And takes a long time, and therefore, if you use it as a weapon of war, okay, yeah, you, you know, you go like, oh, well, now they can't communicate, like all the rest. But, but the the oh, it's like in the Matrix too. Yeah, the Matrix, uh, the same sort of yeah, thing, yeah, right? Yeah, Which is yeah, why they had yeah, to shut yeah. down all their electronics because before they could trigger it. it because they would fry it. So <sighs> they obviously yeah. put it into like protective mm. mode or something. Mm-hmm. But like <laughs> in movies like this, which are it's heightened reality, but like still pretty much based on like we're just being clever. Like they use EMPs like they're the they're the sci-fi equivalent of driving a truck into a transformer station. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you could just knock out you could knock out the power to that building by driving into a hydro pole. Yeah, yeah. there is a lot easier <laughs> things yeah, and exactly. routes to take here. Exactly. Or or you know. Yeah. And if one person did one Google search, they could have figured out that there's a plot hole here. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I don't even mind it as a plot hole. I'm just like, it's like they do it because it heightens the dramatic aspects of it. But like literally you can just, just shut down the power somehow. Yeah, but I kind of, when when I'm watching a movie where it is supposed to be based in reality to a certain degree, in the sense of all of the rules of science apply here. Yes, there's Stuff not like, like anti-gravity boots Yeah, and like it like kind of does pull me out a bit when it's only one thing. Yes, you know I what think I mean? that's another key point, yes. Yeah, because if it's a bunch of things, then I get it because we're living in a universe where it's different. Yes. And I like that. It's like when you see, <laughs> maybe it's not like this, but it's like when I see somebody... When you're watching like a sitcom and then all of a sudden somebody shows up from that sitcom and but they all act like it is like in Big Bang Theory, uh, like uh, really early on in the seasons, they mention, uh, oh, or like the girl from Blossom. And so in this reality, the TV show Blossom exists. Yes. But then you introduce Amy Fair Fowler. And for some reason, this doesn't, like, uh, she's a new person and all this kind of stuff. And that always really, and I know it's such a small detail, but it really, I don't like it. It really, it pulls me out of it because I'm like, that's such a small thing that you can fix. Obviously, there was no way to fix that because it was like, yeah, who would have predicted that? But, like, they do it in Friends with uh, Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Die Hard is a big thing to Joey. 
in oh. a couple of like and, and not just once like they mention it several times throughout the seasons and then all of a sudden bruce willis shows up yeah and you're like what the fuck are your ass doing here and why aren't we freaking out yeah and uh someone pointed something out have you seen endgame no i haven't seen endgame okay yet. so there's oh, there's, shame. there's uh, this doesn't spoil anything oh, yeah. really but uh, but and, and you know if you don't want to hear this, skip ahead a few seconds, whatever. But um, somebody pointed out that at, at some point uh, Tony Stark calls uh, Thor the Big Lebowski, who is played by Jeff Bridges, who was oh. the original villain in Iron Man. Yeah, and they're like, how did he not? put that together like that's a that's a small one because you could have mm-hmm, big mm-hmm, lebowski mm-hmm. and all but you the can't rest. do that to nerds <laughs> no you can't <laughs> they, do that they to will nerds. light you on fire they yeah. will find the hole <laughs> they will find the hole and they'll go for it yeah and 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 uh actually the oceans uh trilogy i don't know what it is now the series of movies has the most egregious thing of that where in the second movie oceans 12 the whole plot line goes around that tess looks like julia roberts that's oh. their scam. And as soon as I saw that in theaters, I was like, nope, I'm out. Like, fuck this. <laughs> I don't, I, you know Like, what? you are Julia Roberts. Yeah. So you're acknowledging that Julia Roberts exists as a celebrity in this. And yet, like, I don't mind insanity. that that much. Because ins- I, I, I get that. That's insanity. That's like saying, like, <laughs> and he kind of looks like Brad Pitt. Like, yeah, like, I don't, I don't want to live in a movie world where <laughs> the actors exist, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's craziness. Fair enough, but I, I I don't mind. I would say I don't mind that one as much because it's so over the top. It's like we're ridiculous. Yeah, I guess so. Although I will say in this movie, I one thing I absolutely hate is there's one scene where uh, it's a uh, Danny and a uh, Brad Pitt and they're standing together or they're sitting at a bar and he's like, "So we've got ten people. Do you think we need one more? Do, oh. oh yeah, you think we need one? I'm like. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> We're pouring on the heavy sauce. You know what I mean? It's too heavy. Say the name. <laughs> Say, Say the yeah. name. Say the name. Yeah, it's too much. It yeah. is too heavy. I can't. Yeah. Ocean's uh, 10 doesn't quite have the same ring to it, so we got to add one more. Um, yeah. <laughs> you think we need one more? Well, yeah, we need one more. Yeah. We need um, one more. <laughs> another thing I wanted to bring up with Terry is like in the scam as it as it's going mm-hmm. as it as it's uh, or Benedict sorry Terry Benedict uh, as it's going through the uh, the scam is one thing is Matt Damon goes in there and is pretending to be the Nevada Gaming Commission guy yeah talking about how uh, Bernie Mac's character is uh, actually a convicted felon and mm-hmm, therefore mm-hmm. cannot be employed at a casino and this is this is on fight night at a casino where this like Benedict's gone through all kinds of stuff already. He's yep. he's had a guy with a heart, have a heart attack who he just put his stuff into um the safe, right? The guy who faked his his heart attack. Does he know about the heart attack? Yeah, he was in the room. Oh, was he in the room for that? Oh, no, I thought no, no, he, no, he wasn't. He left. You're yeah. right. He left. Uh sorry, you're right. Anyway, but at any point he's had a night and this guy is still so hands-on where he goes you know what? Busiest night of my life in this casino where the power's gone out and mm. a riot basically started. I'm going to go and take a moment to deal with this very small personnel issue. Yes. Like, do you know how many other levels of management he has underneath him that could deal with that? He go like maybe on a slow day, maybe on a Tuesday, he'd be like, absolutely, let's sit down and deal with this. Oh, yeah. But on fight night in that casino, he's going to be like, you know what? This has to be dealt with right away. You can talk to my floor manager about this, or we can talk to an HR rep. Or, I'm sorry, they will do the right thing. I cannot deal with this right now. And their whole plan would have been gone to shit. Yeah, and this guy's just really good at his job. They depended yes. on him being a good uh, a good owner. Yeah, they depended on it because you must know that about him. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 not only that, that he shows up for his employee in that regard, right? Yes. Like, is this true? Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Okay. Deals with it immediately. Yeah. Like a good employer. Doesn't procrastinate at all. Like that. That would be a. You know what? Can we deal with this Monday morning? If that was me, I'd oh. be like, Can we deal with this Monday? Yeah, but can I'm we- not a good manager. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Never was. No. Oh man. So yeah, he's a. He's just like a good employer. I, I'm gonna say decent boyfriend. We don't really actually ever see him 
you know, we don't really actually get to see their dynamic or what they, they like about each other, like Tess and Benedict. No, you don't really see that. And she, I don't know. They have such a weird, I, I just hate the Tess character. I hate it so much. And maybe it's because it's Julie <laughs> Maybe I just have a, I have a firm uh, distaste for her. But I just, the flip-flop of her coming out and just like, oh, well, I heard this. I, I don't like this guy anymore. So I guess it's fine that you're a thief. Yeah. And, and, may, and it would have worked for her if she had been aware that he'd been a thief mm, and like yes. liked that life, but like he took it too far and she got hurt mm -hmm. and she, she left that life. But like as they sort of set it up, she didn't really know. Yeah. And that was the only real problem that she had with him. Yeah. Was that he got arrested and then she found out he's a thief and all this kind of shit. Yeah. And a it's an artist. And yeah. So for her just to flip-flop of like, oh, I, well, I don't like this man anymore. I must go back to the original. It's like, well, you know what? A couple other billion men on this planet, Julia Roberts. Yeah. So you could probably get to step in. This ain't okay. an either or. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's a third option where you just walk away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Somebody else. Yeah. Why does third it have option, to always please. be one or the other? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to win my ex-wife back by robbing the casino of her current lover. Yeah. Waits for him. Yeah. Meets him back. Like, Girl, you can do better. Yeah. Yeah, and it's to the point where they're still getting followed, I yeah. guess is the implication that there's those two guys oh, yes, that yes, follow yes, yes, up yes, on yes, them. Yes. Yeah. Which I think is great because it just shows that like uh Benedict is not a dumb guy. No, he's not. You know, he's not. He's yeah. super smart. Like do you do you know all the the, the, the things that he put in place mm -hmm. to stop people from stealing from him and mm -hmm. it was a goddamn miracle that they were able to pull it off and he figured out what they did almost instantly as yeah. soon as right after it happened he goes is is bellagio written on the floor and the guy goes no and he goes okay i know what's happened here they replicated and the time mm -hmm. by the way the timeline of this makes no sense oh no, no, they're no. like we're gonna rob it in two weeks it's like you had two weeks to build a replica of that safe mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and run all these observe and get patterns like if you, if you had told me this movie takes place over six months i'd believe you yeah but two weeks to build this whole replica of the safe to to trust that out to run their observation mm -hmm. to to run their scams to get everybody in the right place right employment everything like that it's it made no sense there's no way they could have pulled that off well yeah and the what what is notable here is that they only wanted to do that because that was the night they had the most cash. Yes. You could do this a couple weeks down the line and there'd still be plenty of cash in there. Like how much do y'all need? Yeah. How much do y'all need? N not that much. It, it, yeah. And it was to the point where they were like, no, we have to do it. No matter what happens, we have to do it tonight. And like, there's been missed Like they almost blew up one of their guys. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, fucking Danny Ocean gets, you know, like he he starts cowboying out because of Tess, and then gets into trouble and problems. He gets flagged, which was all part of the plan, as we know now at the end. But yeah, but I think the the implication there was that it wasn't the original plan. No, I think it was. Well, I think that's that's why they had Matt Damon on because they were like Matt Damon's just a pickpocket who's going to follow people around, but we don't trust him with anything else because mm -hmm. he didn't really have a job until Danny Ocean uh, craps out, right? Yeah, but he is the and one that needed... reveals the problems with Danny Ocean because Brad Pitt's character told him to follow him. Yes, I and I, th I still think it's part of the original plan. I think Brad Pitt knew. You so you think that whole conversation was a con to get this guy to participate? I don't know. It it probably all falls apart as soon as you start thinking about it. <laughs> but I what Ocean's Eleven? Are you serious? But I do believe this that they movie brought, is bulletproof. <laughs> I do believe that they brought on Matt Damon in order to do exactly what he ended up doing, but they didn't tell him that because they needed people not to know what the actual plan was in terms of Danny Ocean being in that room with the guy and. All the rest. Anyway, it all is very complicated. Uh, <laughs> but you know who I, I, I think probably deserves a bigger cut of that money than everybody else? Uh, the acrobat guy. Yeah, oh. 
110%. He does most of the work. Yes. Right? Absolutely. He has 30 minutes. They fucked it up. They got a fucking suitcase on top of this guy. Yep. He adapts, manages to get that does together. backflips across a floor. Like, so, yeah. Yeah, does a backflip across the floor, gets his hand stuck. He almost gets blown up. He doesn't because of an error. Yeah, someone forgot the batteries. Yeah. A lot of this stuff is luck, too, for guys that are supposed to be so smart. Yeah, there's a few parts where it could have broke either way. Yeah, and, and I get that. You got to right build tension and everything yeah. like that. But, like, why are you sending in the sweatiest motherfucker of all time who then leaves the most important thing to leave, which is your portable. Like when he, uh, when the, um, tech guy goes in. Yeah. He leaves his, like if this guy even turns this on, this operation is done. It's done. How did you leave that behind? Immediately. We're done. Yeah. Although it did like his, his thing where basically he's the first guy to do anything where it's like, okay, I'm going to tap into the security cameras and then he's done. He's literally, it's like, it's like, who? my part is done. My (laughs) 11 million or whatever it is, is secured. I've done my part. Now I just have to sit and, and do the, uh, call the shots from, from over here. But my thing is done. I was like, good for you guy. Like, like that's the, that's the job I'd want to have is like, I did it. It's done. It was first, first thing it's out of the way. Now I get to, it's like doing your homework on a Friday night. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm watching the rest of you guys stress out and I can watch this. (laughs) I like that analogy a lot, even though that's never what I do. No, I didn't do that either. (laughs) I've literally never done that in my life. No. Everything is last minute. Yeah. I watched this movie this morning. (laughs) 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 That's that's good. It's It's fresh. It's It's fresh fresh in your heart. That's what it is. That's what it's all about. Very emotional. Oh my god! Yeah, so I think uh, the guy who gets stolen from uh, not uh, not the bad guy, certainly not not the, <laughs> not the target of a massive fraud and uh, theft attempt. And I don't think he's the, that bad of a boyfriend. No, to be honest with you, or a boss. Yeah, yeah, no, all he's, around pretty okay. Yeah, you might say the villain was right. <laughs> what did you rate him? Uh, yes, or definitive rankings. Uh, so I, uh, oh, well, let's see what I have here. Sorry, one second. So I did uh, the oceans scale. Oh, so did I. So did you? Okay. <laughs> what, what, which ones did you do? Okay, so I said on a scale from the Arctic to the Pacific. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm going to give this a good, uh, a good. Uh, I'm going to give a. Uh, uh, Benedict here, a good uh, southern slash Antarctic ocean. Mm, All right, because okay. it can be uh, can be a little violent yeah. and a little uh, temperamental, but mm-hmm. it's just it's just surrounding what it loves, the continent of Antarctica, and protecting it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just it's just insulating itself from the people who want to take. Oh, yours is a little more sciencey than mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a little more in depth. Yeah, I just did from the uh, Atlantic to the Pacific. Okay. I give him an Arctic. Okay, because he's a little cold. He is. I a give him cold. that. He's a little cold, He's but little that's cold. that is your worst crime, my friend. That's crazy that we both picked polar <laughs> oceans. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Indian Ocean. You don't get a shout out. On no, this. you do you're not. My, you're my third favorite ocean. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So before I guess we get to the uh, heroes and villains of the week, where we discuss people who have inspired or disappointed us in our personal life. Uh, first, a few ways uh, you can help the podcast. Uh, first of all, if you can go on iTunes and uh, not only subscribe, uh, but maybe, uh, you know, leave us a rating, maybe even a quick one sentence review that actually helps us uh, move up in the rankings, helps more people see the podcast and maybe they try it out. Uh, if you can do that, that'd be a really big help. And yeah, follow us at VWR podcast on Twitter, like our Facebook page, uh, email us. Yeah, villainwasright at gmail.com. Get in there. Uh, suggestions are always welcome. It helps us a lot. And uh, yeah, it's uh, and we just like hearing from you guys. It's great. So so shoot us an email. Absolutely. Uh, what do you got this week for us, uh, Craig, for a, a hero or a villain? A hero or villain. So uh, for this one, I've got I've got sort of a, a balance of heroes and Ooh, villains okay. here. So That's I've got fun. a hero and villain. How about you? I've got a, I've got a hero this week. I'm positive. Okay, sweet. I've you... got a positive one. Uh... <laughs> Maybe we could start with me then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is, this is kind of an old story. This is from university, but uh, it's just like a relationship thing. Essentially, I was... 
I was dating this guy for a little bit in university and I was quite depressed at the time, to be perfectly blunt. I think, you know, most university students are probably quite depressed or whatever. Mm. So I started dating this guy and I like really, really liked him. I was like this, like, you, you know when you're sad yeah. and you put all your eggs in the basket of, oh, you're going to make me happy, which is so unhealthy. No, it's <laughs> so, not, don't, don't do that. So unhealthy. Anyway, but that's what I was doing, unaware of it, but that's essentially what I was doing. And uh, this guy, like, I thought it was going so well. Like, he was very much like he would pepper in stuff like, oh, like, I can't wait for you to meet my parents. Like, they're gone right now on vacation, but when they get back. So, like, I, in my mind, was kind of like, oh, this is kind of going in a more serious direction, let's say. Um, but, and, but I always had, like, a kind of an off vibe where I'm like, mm, there's something not quite right here. But the words that you're saying to me make me feel safer in this or whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I show up one night and he's just like, you know, like he's just like, you know what? I can't do this. He goes, I'm still in love with my ex-girlfriend. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> and especially if you're depressed, <laughs> that's a real kick in the pants. I got to tell it you is, yeah. a real kick in the pants. And I'm a very prideful person. <laughs> so he was like, he lived out in like the suburbs of Ottawa so I'm nowhere close to my home, okay? Which, first of all, I would like to say, if you're going to dump somebody, do it on their turf so you can just leave afterwards and they don't have to move, okay? Oh, uh, yeah. If you're going to dump somebody, you know what I mean? At least close to their house. Yeah, like, or some, neutral ground. Yeah, have some fucking compassion, man. So then he drops this on me. He's like, okay, let me drive you home. Oh, well, you can't say that to Rebecca Reeds after you've dumped her because I'm also a little drunk right now. <laughs> so oh, no. I'm very upset, right? I'm like, you know what? No, it's fine. I'm just going to leave. Don't worry about it. And he goes, no, no. Like, you really don't know where you are right now. I'm like, I don't care. Leave me alone. I'm leaving, right? So I leave, but he is in the heart of a suburb. I really cannot stress this enough. Like, I legitimately don't know how to get out of here, right? So I call my, and I'm bawling my, I'm uh, like, I am making a scene. Okay. It's yeah. quite late at night. So there's nobody out here. It's fine. So I call one of my roommates and I'm like, I like, I just got dumped. I don't know where I am. I'm going to start reading you street signs. If you could direct me how to get to a main road so I can flag down a cab and I'm just going to cab home. Right. So she's like panicking. So she's like trying to, and I'm like just crying. She's like trying to give me directions, but I'm just crying over it. I'm like, you're my life, shit. Like just losing my fucking mind, right? Anyway, finally I get out, and this cab driver picks me up, and I'm still, I can't hold it. You know what I mean? I am just really letting my emotions rip in the back of this car right now. Like I am crying. I'm bawling my eyes out, bawling my eyes out, bawling my eyes out. And all of a sudden, this guy goes, "Okay, why, 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 why are you crying?" <laughs> why you cry right and I start explaining the situation I'm like oh you know like I just got dumb so I can't handle this right now and I'm like just I can't stop crying I can't stop crying and he goes well he goes uh how old are you and I was like I don't know probably 22 at the time let's mm -hmm. say I'm like oh I'm 22 he goes oh uh are you married with this man I was like no and he goes do you do you have kids with this man and I was like no and all of a sudden he just starts laughing he goes what? He goes, we're laughing. We're laughing. And he just starts yelling, we're laughing. And I just thought it was, I just started laughing so hard in the back of this cab. Cause I was like, I am being ridiculous. Yeah. This is not this high of a stake situation. This is a guy I liked. He doesn't like me back. We don't have any financial ties. <laughs> like we don't have any problems other than I liked you and you didn't like me back. And I just don't think I've ever laughed. So I was just dying. And then for the whole rest of the year, I told my friends that story. And for the whole rest of the year, anytime something would start going a little bit bad, we would just say, mm. we're laughing. We're laughing. <laughs> and then that guy, honestly, I don't know his name, but that man was like my legitimate hero in that moment. <laughs> like it was, I'll remember it forever. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh, that's great. It's a nice little. Yeah, a, I think it's yeah. a nice little good story. Little, good little. Uh, yeah, I like that. That was very uh, charming. Uh, yeah, so I have, uh, as I said, it's sort of a uh, cosmic balance between heroes and villains this week. So, um, this uh, it's related uh, related to uh, casinos. Uh, so uh, I 
a while ago, I was dating uh, somebody who was uh, uh, very um, spiritual, let's say. <laughs> uh, very, uh, very, very, we were very different people. Yeah, anyway, okay, gotcha, uh, she, gotcha. So she believed in like tarot cards and all that sort of thing. Um, but at one point, we decided that we were going to go away for the weekend, and we just like got like a cheap Groupon for like Casino Niagara, right? Like just okay. like a one night stay and a meal, and you know, just like you know, forty five minutes away, quick drive. So I rented a car, and we did that, and we headed down just as like a fun little getaway. And so um, as we're as you do when we're there, we're like kind of just walking through the casino. And as we mentioned, it's kind of depressing, right? Like I'm not a big gambler or anything like that, but we're walking through and it's like all these, you know, old ladies just like, you know, in their mobility scooters, just like ponied up to these like slot machines, just like going, just hitting that button. And it's just like, it's very depressing. And, uh, and I just like turned to my like girlfriend at the time and I was just like, Oh, this is so bad. Like, you know, like, all these people are just like throwing their money away. It's like they're not going to win anything. And she goes, well, you know, if the universe wants you to win, you will. Right. And I go, oh, how do you swallow that? Yeah. Well, I was like, <laughs> I was like, there's no fucking such thing as the fucking universe. You know what I mean? Like there's like, there's like, like, don't get me wrong. There's like atoms and like galaxies and stuff like that. But no, no this, u- there's no universe that cares whether or not I hit it big at Casino Niagara. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, uh, I was like, look, I'll prove it to you. Like that, like the house always wins. I'll prove it to you. So I, I was like, I'm going to take this 20 bucks and I put it in the slot machine and I'm like, I guarantee you that I will lose this. And I'm I hitting, love where this is going. And I, I hit this button, right? <laughs> and it's just like, I don't understand what the lights are doing or anything like that. I'm like, look, I'm losing money. The money keeps going down, going down. And like, you know, I go up a bit, I go down a bit and I go, look, I'm just going to lose it. And I hit it one more time. And then all of a sudden, all the lights on this whole machine go up and it gets, and the, the little counter for how much money I win goes, just keeps going up and 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 up. And I'm like, what the hell happened? I won. on that, okay? So listen, I and I know in my heart of hearts, if I kept playing, I would have lost all that money, right? I know that that is true. The house always wins, for sure. But I was... I'm willing to lose $20 to make a point. I am not willing to lose $250. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I am going to cash out. Like, we're we're done. Let's leave. And she's like, see? I'm like, whatever. Uh, So we're leaving the casino. And she's like, hang on one second. I just need to run to the bathroom before we leave. So she goes into the bathroom. And I'm just, like, standing outside waiting for her next to another slot machine. And I'm like, whatever. Like, I'm just waiting for her. I'm already up 250 bucks. So I just take another 20 out of my wallet and I put it in the machine. And I'm like, ah, whatever. Like, if I lose all this, not a big deal. And I lose a bunch of money. And then all of a sudden, this slot machine starts going off again. No. I win. Yeah. So I win an additional $150. So I am am up. So of the, for the I put forty bucks in, right? I won four hundred, so I'm up three hundred and eighty dollars for this whole thing, right? And my girlfriend's like, "See, like the, the universe wants you to win, or whatever." I'm like, "I can't believe that this ha- like th- this doesn't happen, right?" That is this, my, this, I love that. This doesn't so happen, much. but oh yes. So here's the thing. So enjoy the rest of our weekend. We come Monday comes. I've got to return the rental car, right? So I pull into a gas station like a block from my house to like fill up on gas before I go. Mm -hmm. And I pull in and little did I realize there's like kind of like the curb that the pump is up on, right? Like it's kind of that concrete thing that's raised. Mm -hmm. And there's like this little metal trim that went around the top of it. And somebody has hit that and wrenched that metal out (gasps) so it's sticking out. So as I pull in, I drive this metal thing right into the side of the tire huge bang yeah. the entire car shifts to one side like it's immediately deflated mm-hmm. and i'm like oh fuck so i get the whatever so i f- get the spare on and like i fill it with gas and i return it and they're like yeah we'll send you a bill for you know the tire because like you got to pay for the tire obviously yeah. and uh and they're like we'll just charge your credit card and i'm like okay fine and i get the bill three hundred and eighty dollars the exact amount I won at the casino. And I was like, it's like the entire universe just being like, see, <laughs> yeah, was the like, house <laughs> always wins. And I'm like, this is not how I wanted to learn this. <laughs> so that is both a hero and a villain. Like just the, uh, I, 
you know, hero for making me win 380 bucks, villain for taking it away. It all bounces out. But holy fuck, what a lesson. Are you right? a believer now, Craig? No. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds pretty convincing. That's it's, a- it's, uh, that would be my like, yeah, I believe a moment. But I, yeah. Anyway, that was, that's been like my one experience in like casinos. It's. It's uh That's a great story. Yeah, thank you. That's it's, a really great I'm really glad I went first. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. I can't believe that actually happened to me. Um but yeah, I think that does it for us this week. So mm-hmm. Rebecca, where can people Oh at you? Rebecca Reeds, get at me. Okay, and you can uh follow me at uh, Craig Fay Comedy on Twitter, Craig Fay Comedy on Facebook, CraigFay.com for show dates. And uh, I'll be launching a new video project pretty soon. So if you want to uh find Craig Fay Comedy uh on uh on YouTube, uh, you know, subscribe there and we'll, you'll make sure that uh, you get notified when uh, the videos come out and I'm ready to announce it. Um, but uh, other than that, thank you for listening. Uh, next week, we are talking X-Men. Oh, in uh, in so celebration excited. of Dark Phoenix coming out, we're going to be talking the original X-Men uh, from 2000, which is going to be great. And uh, until then, this has been The Villain Was Right, reminding you uh, to not share your pin with strangers. <laughs> Take it, see you later. The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Rivemi for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit fromsuperheroes.com.